Hi everyone, um, this is Mtale from the Millennials Perspective podcast and today we have an amazing guest with us who's going to give us a perspective um, and just a short discussion. Her name is Inota Cheta. I hope I got the name right. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, so um, in 20, just a bit of a background. In 2018, she was a Mandela Washington Fellow. In 2019, she was selected as a young leader for the European Development Days from over 1,000 submissions. Um, she is the co-founder of She Entrepreneur, which is an organization that looks at enhancing the livelihoods of people um, through a focus on entrepreneurship, work readiness, and financial literacy. And then she is a global leader at Restless Development. There are so many inspiring things that, that you've done, but those were some of the things that I picked out. And then she also recently started um, a sort of um, go planner called Design Your Future, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, before we get into it, can you just tell us what made you start Design Your Future? <laughs> First of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time coming and thank you so, so much for being so patient. <laughs> um, yes, just as what, what Mutale said is correct, I'm um, a Mandela Washington Fellow, uh, 2018, as well as the European Development Days uh, Young Leader, 2019. I've also participated in a research work with the University of Cambridge and Restless Development as a joint project. Um, it, it was basically focused on um, youth livelihoods in Africa. So I took a holistic approach on what are youth doing in Africa? How are they getting by? How are they earning a living and so forth and so on? And the point was basically just to gather uh, mm-hmm. information in order to create recommendations for um, policy around Africa. I'm very passionate about youth work. I believe youth are the future. And it's very important that we start yeah. in our leadership roles. Mm-hmm. So um, that's basically me in a nutshell. Uh, back to your question, what inspired me to start the planner? I realized that um, planning is important. And if people do not plan, fa- failing to plan basically is, is uh, planning to fail. Planning and to sometimes, fail, yeah. Exactly. We, we take it for granted that everybody has the tools that they need in order to plan. But um, we need to help people plan mm-hmm. because I think, we have so many great ideas out there, but if you don't put them in a structured way of saying, this year I want to do this, next year I want to do this, and so forth and so on, it becomes mm-hmm. difficult for you to achieve your goals. So that was basically the the mindset behind that. And um, we've got very great um, great feedback from people, and I'm actually very overwhelmed by yeah. just the appetite that people have for wanting to have a better life and wanting to uh, create goals and actually achieve them. It's been very mm-hmm. uh, encouraging. It's also like because I downloaded the first one, the one from January to April and April to May. And it like, you know, sometimes you know what you want, but you don't know how to structure it. Mm -hmm. So the planner has really helped me like be specific because sometimes you can just generalize things and then your goals are not smart. But the planner has really helped me be specific, have a timeline, how I'm going to measure it, especially the April one where... You, um, there's a part that says the COVID-19 slowdown. Um, yeah. Are you working from home? Yeah, it's been really 
helpful. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you for putting that out there. I'm very happy to hear that it's been helpful. And I, and I realize that as, as we're getting into a new quarter, they're prob- they were dealing with different mm-hmm. dynamics. At the beginning of the year, it was planning for the year. Yes. And then we had Corona. And then now it's just different mm-hmm. dynamics altogether. And it requires a different sort of planning. So I'm happy to hear that it was helpful for you. Yes. So um, we're actually going to be talking about the coronavirus and how um, agribusinesses, not only agribusinesses, but how SMEs can uh, plan for the time ahead, like what things can they do better. Every time there's a challenge, there are opportunities and challenges. And there are also tools that you can use to overcome those challenges and to take advantage of those opportunities. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so what do you think has been the what do you think are some of the challenges that SMEs have been facing during this coronavirus? Well, I think the, the challenges are quite a number. Um, the obvious ones are mm-hmm. certain industries have shut down. Certain yeah. uh, businesses were asked to close. So that means no business for them anymore. Mm-hmm. But not only just been asked to close, yeah. but how long are we closing for? There's a lot of um, uncertainty yeah. around that. Yeah. We thank goodness that now restaurants have been allowed to open. So that side of the business, that, that business yeah. is opening up. But the other businesses that are still closed for now. So that in itself posed the challenge. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. not only the businesses that were asked to close down, but businesses that fed into that ecosystem. For instance, if you say a restaurant mm-hmm. is closed, there are yeah. farmers who are supplying to that restaurant, right? There are uh, beverage companies that are supplying to that restaurant. There are cleaning services that are going to maintaining this. The, the infrastructure yeah. there and things yeah. like that that you don't think about. So those companies that were feeding into the, the those industries, those were also affected. So um, I think there's a there's quite a number of industries that have been affected by Corona, no doubt. It could even be people who supplied food to canteens at uh, universities and at schools, right? Some yeah. When we look at um, Corona and how it affected people, it we need to take a whole, holistic approach because sometimes we look at it as the direct business that was asked to shut down if it's a school if it's a restaurant if it's a gym for instance yeah. but we to also need to look at what in the, what industries or what businesses are supporting that company to run and function as it is so mm-hmm. that's really quite a myriad of um businesses that have been affected by corona yeah and then that's that's really true and i think um not only zambia but everyone in the world has been affected so um obviously zambia was very dependent on imports and now because the borders have shut down we've been forced to now start producing our own things locally quite all right um there were market there were market linkages that were being created like for small scale farmers to link to markets or just for other businesses um let's say people who produce masks now hand sanitizers all those things we used to depend on the outside, on the surrounding areas, but now we've been forced to produce um, locally. So what do you think are some of the opportunities, even though I've, I've mentioned some of them, what do you think some of the opportunities that SMEs can take advantage of during this time, even though um, there's been like a slowdown or what can they do better to overcome some of these challenges? So. When we look at Corona, um, there are obvious winners 
the obvious losers and there are mm-hmm. certain businesses that are in between yes um when when corona just uh was announced and we said we realized that there were some cases in zambia the most obvious uh business that people that is going to is anything to do with cleaning cleaning products sanitizers and mm-hmm. and so forth and so on but we also saw um there were quite there's quite there's quite a lot of misinformation and rumors of oh this medication will work oh chloroquine will work oh you need yeah after the cleaning products then we see chemists are running out of vitamins they're running out of chloroquine they're running out of all sorts of yeah uh because people want to be the first ones to grab onto that and uh also resell at a higher price but i think any business person needs to think long term okay if i'm if i I just don't want to win today, but long term, how can I adjust my business to um, to accommodate the realities that are there on the ground? Uh, on a global scale, we've seen safer it's just because people are staying at home. You're spending more time on the internet. I, I for one, I think I'm spending double the number of, uh, of data <laughs> bundles that I used to use before. What was the monthly package? Now yeah. two weeks, and I'm getting a notification that you've used, you've depleted ninety percent of your. 60%. Exactly. And you're surprised. You're like, this should have lasted the whole month. What's going on? So, obviously, our internet service providers... It feels like one Exactly. So, internet service yeah. providers are obviously making good money, but now we see things like also video conferencing. Now we are, we are on Zoom or mm-hmm. WebEx or Skype when before you'd be... Mm-hmm. But most importantly, for businesses, especially local businesses, I think... um. One thing that we didn't have before is um, an emphasis on e-commerce, whereas now it's yeah. more important than ever before. I, I said on a global scale, if you look at Amazon, Amazon they and the mm-hmm. announced that it was going to add a hundred thousand new employees just to deal with the demand, but that trickles down to oh, the reality wow. on the ground, also mm-hmm. for countries like Zambia. Now we know about the delivery companies. Mm-hmm. Some people before didn't know that there were companies that were delivering to the doorstep, but those companies now yeah, have to, exactly. yes, to grow and um, uh, grow their staff and just sort of try to meet the demand. But for farmers particularly, I've been very impressed to see um, now we mm-hmm. have people advertising things like buy vegetables in a box. So they give you a combination of a couple yeah. of vegetables yeah. and deliver it to your doorstep or couple of vegetables mm-hmm. and meat. So another, there's one company I've seen that focuses just on vegetables. I've seen another one, vegetables and meat. So people are creating combinations mm-hmm. now so that I don't need to go to a grocery store. I can have everything just delivered to my house. And that's amazing. And it's important for SME yeah. to see how can I um, save my customers better. Right now, I still have my customers, but my customers might not be able to come to me what can I do to get to them? Mm-hmm. But also, maybe I'm just, uh, mm-hmm. all I grow is, for instance, watermelon and butternut. Not every household wants watermelon mm-hmm. and butternut, but can I work with my neighbor who also has green beans and carrots and whatever whatever they have so that we can create yeah. something that's... We come together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We can come together and create uh, something that's, that's of value and that's marketable and that, that has a, a higher demand. So, I, I see opportunities, yes, the corona has definitely affected um, how people do business, how the number of clients that would walk into your mm-hmm. store and so forth and so on, but also that creates opportunities. How can I do things differently? How can I make sure that I have a sustainable business model even? Yeah.
thank you it's that's so um powerful if i can say because i think now even I, in the past we never really used to see especially people who are into farming even post their stuff on social media maybe they would rely on going to soweto market um and things like that but now people are now beginning to think digital and think e-commerce like now people are sharing more stuff on facebook twitter and it's just amazing to see okay so um maybe one of the last things i would want to ask is what tools do you think smes can use like just basic things that they should um be able to do during this period so that they can be able to track how their businesses are doing um so that they can know okay maybe i need to do this better later for example if a business was uh doing delivering goods on credit maybe now they have to say okay now we have to put stringent measures when we give um our customers things on credit or maybe if they supply to shoprite and then shoprite says okay we'll pay you after some time maybe now things have to change so what tools do you think businesses and smes agri businesses should now have in place not only during the covid 19 period but even after okay i think that one of the most important things like i'm saying is revisiting a business model um Mm-hmm. When you look at the corona, yes, like we've said, uh, corona might have uh, disrupted the way we do business. But how can I, uh, mm-hmm. how can I ensure that my business is sustainable going forward? So I think that that's the number one thing. Look, taking time to sit down and saying, what is my business model like? What I, what is my business like? What is my main business? How am I doing business? How has it been affected by corona? And then thirdly, mm-hmm. what can I do differently? So it it requires one actually taking yeah. taking time to yeah. look at their business and analyzing what's not working, but how can I work around that? I'll give you an example. So for instance, European countries, when Corona broke out, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think this could have been in Germany, one of the biggest distilleries, they stopped producing alcohol and they started producing sanitizer. And I've seen that uh, in Zambia, one of our beverage companies has adopted that model in the last few weeks. So, yes, I might have infrastructure, but if right now the the, the demand say for whatever I'm producing is not there, is there a way of me change, turning people around with what's already existing yeah. to produce something else that is marketable yeah. and that will be value? So, mm-hmm. I think it's a, very important to also research, check around, research around the world. What are people doing? What are people in my industry doing to adapt to what's going on? Mm-hmm. I think, goodness, that in Zambia, we are not as hard hit as Western countries where people have had to offload uh, so many gallons yeah. of milk because there's no one mm-hmm. to buy to buy where vegetables <laughs> are going. But so you've got no markets for your perishable things. Yeah. Throwing them away or just giving to, or mm-hmm. to people on the street and things like that because you can't take them to a supermarket. The supermarket is not accepting those things anymore. So we are not at that place right now. Mm-hmm. We actually, I think most people are still able to take their goods to market. The demand might have reduced, but for that quantity that has reduced, is it possible to find ways of reaching uh, your your mm-hmm. your customers directly? And it's all about partnerships because we already have existing companies that are doing, say, for instance, delivery. Can I work with an existing company? Can I ride on 
So I don't have to invest in infrastructure to make this thing work, you know. So yes. there are things like that that we can yeah. do in order to make sure that we're still um, earning income during this period. Surviving. Yes. Mm-hmm. Talk about cassava being used for um, creating sanitizer. So the ethanol from cassava being used to create sanitizer. Yes. So there are things like that. You need to be really up to date with what are people doing right now? Where is the demand and things like that? Because Doing yes, with whatever you have yeah. can is if okay, so it's cassava is not being used for for consumption. What can we use the cassava for? Is there a buyer right mm-hmm. now and things like that? For, so I think for, for Zambia, it's very important that we still stay positive because we haven't reached the worst. If we look at how bad mm-hmm. things are in other countries, we still have our supermarkets open, we still have our markets operating, and things like that. So, how can we yeah. find a way to earn a living? given the situation that we have. Okay, thank you so much for the insight. Okay. Uh, I think we have come to the end. Thank you so much for hosting me. <laughs> thank you very, very much, Inota. Um, we've learned a lot, and I'm sure this is going to be beneficial to so many people out there. Thank you so much. And um, it's, I think it's very important that we have uh, a millennial podcast like this. A lot of times we... Uh, Mm-hmm. As sometimes we want to shy away from agriculture when agriculture is what feeds us. So I want to say big ups to you for making yeah. this podcast, and I just want to encourage you to continue doing so. And I think it's very important that we have a, a we have a voice in this space. Thank you. All right, thank you so much. We will be in touch.